Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening today. And uh, man, oh man, do we ever have an interesting episode for you. Um, Let me just start by saying, um, I really appreciate those of you who have been um, messaging me, leaving some feedback. Uh, One of the things that I'm hearing quite a few people say about the podcast is that it's very easy to listen to. And I think that's a compliment. I'm pretty sure it's a compliment. I'm taking it as a compliment. So if you meant it as a diss, too bad for you. But no, um, I I really appreciate that, you know, and I think um, what we're talking about is pretty serious. Like we're talking about, you know, sexuality and porn addiction and lust and, you know, um, some heavy hitting topics. And one of my goals is to really make the resources that we offer here through Deep Clean and the podcast and everything else we're just trying to make it as as palpable as possible. And I find that a lot of the resources in this space are very clinical, they're very technical, they're very detailed and in-depth. And I mean, honestly, I have huge value for all of those things. Like personally, I'm a bit of a science nut. So I eat that stuff up. But I just know that um, that the average guy out there, you know, and, and even somebody like me who, who maybe has a bit more of an academic mind and and a love for science and whatever else, um, it's still just helpful to hear things in easy terms. It's helpful to just have these conversations normally because um, we've kind of made like sex this taboo subject and you got to keep your voice down and you don't know who else might be listening and, um, you know, whatever. And and for me, I'm like, well, that's the whole problem is we're not, we're not integrating this into our normal lives. And so people are working out their sexuality in silence and isolation and it's creating all kinds of dysfunction as a result. So I really appreciate that feedback and I, I want you to know that it's it's by design. It's it's quite intentional. And I've had a couple of clients who have, you know, um, they've done our program, they've had some really good results and then they've found other programs as well and, you know, they've kind of continued because our, our program, you can do our program forever if you want. We kind of set them up so that they're for life because we play a long game here. But we know that some people will, you know, um, finish the course component and then they'll move on and maybe look for a different program. And we've had a couple people go to other programs and come back to us and say, honestly, um, I could not have done another program uh, first because yours is really the only one out there that really makes it so easy to understand, makes it so palpable. And I, the programs I did after were much more clinical, much more academic, way like way in depth. And I would have been in over my head if I hadn't done yours first. So um, that really is, I think, becoming a... a, a I don't know, a signature of, of our work. And we sort of stumbled into that. But that that is that comes from a place of just wanting to make these conversations and the subject matter palpable. So look, today's going to be a, a, sh- a short podcast, but I wanted to get into just something I've really been thinking about lately. And we talked yesterday, I believe it was yesterday's episode about anxiety. And you know, there's all kinds of just little tactics, uh, little things that you can do that really help a lot with the, the mentality uh, or the, the mental part of freedom and, and living a peaceful, healthy life. And so yesterday, you know, I t- um, in yesterday's episode, I talked about dealing with 
um, your breath, you know, and how your breath can go a long way. And talked about just kind of doing a bit of introspection and being like, okay, when I experience anxiety, what am I actually afraid of? And what would it look like to dissipate that fear before um, the external circumstances changes? Because that's that's kind of what we gravitate towards. We sort of tell ourselves or we comfort ourselves by saying, okay, yeah, well, this anxiety or this issue, the stress, whatever, it, it'll go away once X, Y, Z happens. But then um, the problem there is that you're actually still not in control. You're, you're reliant on something external. Now, anyway, you can listen to yesterday's episode if you really want to get into that. But what I wanted to share today is a, a revelation that I've just been sitting on that has really helped me uh, keep a level head during COVID and uh, I would say kind of the post-COVID-ish era that we're in. And it's helped me just keep a level head even while we go through um, some major life changes here and, um, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, I have all kinds of things like this in my life and, and a lot of them are personal and, you know, I could share them and I'm sure it would be great, you know, but I, I really only try to share stuff that I think is going to be helpful for you. And this one for me has been such a game changer that I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about on the podcast here and, and I hope it's some blessing to you. Um, a few years ago, my, uh, my grandma who, is probably one of the most influential spiritual figures in in my life that I know personally. Um, my grandma got got sick. Um, she she had a, a bunch of things, but it was really her mind that was going, and she passed away. And uh, it was quite a shock. I had just done a ministry trip in Europe, and honestly had like a, a mountaintop kind of experience in, in Europe. It was amazing. I had released an album, and so I got to travel around Belgium and Germany and Holland. And I got to speak and I sold out all my albums and there and like, you know, people just ate up what we were doing and it was, it was super fun. So I came back and, um, you know, was a little bit jet lagged and, uh, and whatever else. And I think I, I was in a bit of an in-between season. So I was living with my parents uh, for um, a couple months. So I was, I was in my bed, the, the same bedroom that I grew up, grew up in my childhood bedroom and uh, my mom woke me up early in the morning, which my mom never, she didn't even do that when I was growing up in the house because I was usually on top of things. And um, she woke me up and she told me that my grandma had passed away. And my grandma wasn't well um, and we knew her health was deteriorating, but it was still kind of a shock. So anyways, we, we had to rush to, um, to London, Ontario. That's where she lived. It's about two hours away from here. And we wanted to kind of um, say goodbye and see her one last time. And, um, and anyway, we... Um, you know, we went and, and did all that. And when we were preparing for her funeral, the the text that was unanimous for, for all of us, um, as far as the scripture reading, was Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is such a great portion of scripture, but unfortunately, it's very popular. And things that become very trendy or common sometimes can be diluted. And it's not that Psalm 23 would ever become diluted, not the text itself, but sometimes our perceptions towards it are kind of like, oh yeah, I've heard that a million times, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but there is a, a particular verse that has really stood out to me in this portion of scripture lately. And um, it's kind of what I've been meditating on. It's been really bringing a lot of peace to my own heart and my own life. And um, and I, I really believe it's going to do the same for you. So... Let me read the, uh, the back half of Psalm 23, okay? So this is verse 4, 5, and 6. And this is the NLT. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. So again, when we talked about the anxiety thing, we talked about how often it is anchored in fear, almost always. So a powerful statement here, I will not be afraid, 
for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So there's one particular line in here that I've just been sitting on, and it is part B of verse 4. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Now, I'm kind of a, I'm a New King James kind of guy. I read NLT just because I know it's a bit more palpable. Um, but for this part of the, um, the scripture in New King James says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. So I've just been thinking about it, you know, and, and often when I can catch my thoughts becoming a little bit anxiety driven or um, I sort of get in these bad patterns, I will often just remind myself, God, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's so fascinating because you would think that, um, like this scripture could easily say, for you are with me and it comforts me. Like there's great comfort in knowing that God is with us. He's with you and he's with me through whatever it is that we're going through right now and whatever it is that we'll go through in the future, he's with us. But it's, it's not that although that is important, but it's specifically God's rod and his staff that comfort us. Now, the staff um, is, of course, used because Jesus is the great shepherd, and, and the opening line of Psalm 23 is, the Lord is my shepherd. So when, when David wrote that your staff comforts me, he's, he's making that comparison to how a shepherd would use its staff to redirect sheep. Um, and to make sure that they stayed on the path and that they they were kind of corralled to the right places, it was it was this assurance that they would not go stray. So we can kind of understand that, like, yeah, your staff comforts me. There's there's comfort in knowing that somebody is looking out for us. That that as we fumble our way through life and as we as we pursue the things that God's put on our heart. And we do our best to follow him and to live a life that is that is worthy of the calling he's placed on ours. It, 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 it's helpful to know that he's guiding us along the way. He, the great shepherd with his staff is going to ensure that we land in the right place. There's great comfort in that. But I think what's really struck me lately is the other part here. Because it's not just his staff that comforts us. The scripture says it's your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod. Now, the rod, biblically speaking, especially in, in the poetic parts of the Bible, uh, the Psalms and the Proverbs particularly, the rod represents the correction of God. You know, it's it's the scripture in Proverbs that says, um, spare, uh, what is it, spare, oh, I, I'm going to totally botch this. I'll have to pull it up here while, while we keep going. But it, um, it, it works the same way. The, the rod always talks about sparing, uh, or sorry, the, the scripture always uses the rod as an example of discipline. And sorry, the scripture is spare the rod, spoil the child. So what it's basically saying is if you don't correct your child, they become spoiled. They become entitled and whatever else. And gosh, we could do a whole episode on that, I'm sure. Um, we did an episode not too long ago about generational differences and... Um, yeah, let's just say that dynamic comes up when we talk about millennials especially, and I am a millennial, so I know that well. But anyway, um, the point here is we often um, 
dichotomize correction and comfort. Like we think that that to really comfort people, to make sure that they feel safe and loved and cared for and yada, 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 that we can't correct them. We have to speak words that are comforting, that are kind, that are, you know, going to make sure they feel good about themselves and whatever else. There's a place for that. But um, it's interesting to think that the rod of God could bring comfort to our lives. And, and so to, to kind of um, maybe separate the metaphor and just read through it a little bit, it's specifically the correction of God comforts us. Like if you were to kind of uh, remove the metaphor of your rod and your staff, what the scripture is saying is that your, com- uh, your correction and your guidance, they comfort me. Your correction and your guidance, they comfort me. And I think the guidance part, we can understand that to be comforting. But it's good to know that God correcting us is actually a comforting experience. See, we often experience correction in a way that is, um, you know, very shaming. It's kind of fear-driven. There's some fear-mongering. And it doesn't communicate safety or value or any kind of affirmation to us. And that is just because, you know, um, people are broken. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't always do these, do these things well. But God does. God, God knows how to correct in the right way that is assertive, that is clear, that, that does not mince words, but at the same time empowers us to say, this is not like a, uh, you miss the mark and shame on you, but rather, hey, um, you're missing the mark and here's what you need to do to adjust because I really want to see you get to this place and I know you can do it. That is the heart of God. So yes, his staff comforts us, but so does his rod. And one of the the most liberating experiences you can have is being corrected by God. Because when he corrects you, he does it in a way that is both kind and empowering, while also ensuring that that his standards are not compromised. And and that that is true godliness. And I just want to encourage you, you know, whatever you might be going through right now in life, the rod and the staff of God are there to comfort you. He, he is with you. He is standing beside you, as it says in the, in the NLT. And his rod and his staff protect and comfort you. He always has your best interest right now in this moment. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're looking through in the future, whatever it is that you're after in this season, he's alongside you, he's guiding you with his staff, and he's going to correct you along the way where there are character deficiencies, where there are um, inconsistencies in your thinking, where, where there's anything that needs to be realigned, anything that needs to be repaired, anything that needs to be removed. God is eager to address those things in this season, knowing that it is exactly what is necessary for you to get where he has called you to go. So I I just speak it over you, my dear listener, I speak it over you, that the rod and the staff of God comfort you. They comfort you today, now more than ever before. Uh, I want to leave you with one last thought, which is that God loves you too much to not correct you. And again, I just want to drill home this point that, that correcting somebody is a very loving thing to do. Sometimes the way it's done does not communicate love. It, it, it doesn't feel loving. And so we mistakenly throw the concept of correction out. That's kind of what, um, in many ways, church has become. Like it's become so fluffy in some, some places that there's, there's no concept of truth. There's no rigidity to the standards of God. Because we, we are so um, concentrated on just making sure that we don't hurt people's feelings. 
but it's the rod and the staff of God that comfort you. Yes, there, there are encouraging, comforting words, things that are going to evoke those, those feelings of security and safety within us. But you can actually evoke those, safe, those feelings of safety and security while correcting somebody as well. So don't, don't mistake this. Correction is a very good thing. It just it must be done well. And, and sometimes, and maybe even oftentimes, our experiences of correction are not healthy. They're not positive, And they cause us to become resistant to correction. But trust me, if you, if you have an open heart that is willing to be confronted by God and corrected by God, you will live a life of great comfort and great security in Him. And that's what this is really always meant to be about. So that's it for today, guys. Just a nice little word of exhortation from Pastor Sathya. Uh, that's just a joke. I'm not a pastor. I was a pastor. I'm not a pastor anymore. I don't go by that title. But um, but I really hope it does help you because I, I believe so much in this scripture. It's, it's just, it's giving me tremendous life knowing that God is with me, that he's guiding me, and that he will correct me along the way as well, so long as I keep an open heart. So I encourage you to do the same. And I want to just one more time speak it over you. God is with you. His rod and his staff comfort you. And if you are in a dire straits, if you are deep in a struggle, it doesn't matter what it is. The scripture is not circumstantial. It's not conditional. It's not dependent on environment or you know the right things coming together in your life. It is true at all times. His rod and his staff are there to comfort you. So be comforted, my friends, and, um, and do, not, uh, do not resist the correction or the guidance of the Lord. Uh, you won't regret abiding by whatever it is that he, that, he, uh, that he guides and directs you in. So hey, much love to you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you an incredible day. I hope today's episode has helped you lead your life with confidence and with integrity. I'm cheering you on, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.